G'day, g'day, guys. Now, before we dive into today's show, I want to ask you a few quick questions. Are you looking to take your investing career to the next level? Are you wanting an accountability partner who will push you to achieve your goals? Are you needing to surround yourself with successful investors and entrepreneurs in order to up your game and take control of your life? Well, if you've answered yes to any of those questions, I am super pumped and excited to announce that I am starting the Syndicator Incubator Mastermind Group. This mastermind is a group of highly motivated, abundance-orientated, hand-selected hustlers and entrepreneurs who are ready to take that next step in their investing career. We are now taking applications for the next group of champions. If you're interested to find out more, then email me at info, that's I-N-F-O, at reedgoosens.com and put in the subject line, The Syndicator Incubator. Being a part of this mastermind group, you will have unlimited access to both myself and my business partner, Andrew Campbell, and you will understand how we have been able to build a portfolio of over 1,200 units worth over $120 million in under 24 months, and we've achieved financial freedom in the process. There are once a month mastermind calls with the group and a yearly conference where you will learn from the best in the business. So what are you waiting for? There are only limited spots, so get your application pack by emailing me at info at And remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack. Find the supply that already exists, right? Like why go out and try to educate people when there might be other platforms? Like you can go on Craigslist with people who have like advertised in their production studios. We would look on Yelp if there's production studios, event venues, and then we would target these guys first. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom, massive amounts of cash flow, and ultimately created extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link, and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show. Hey, 
Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Umar Kabani. Umar, from his college room dorm, was able to create a six-figure business. And since then, he has gone on to have a direct influence in the success of Uber's launch here in Los Angeles and Peerspace's success across the nation here in the United States. Now, Umar is, has turned his uh, real estate side hustle into his full-time mission, helping others learn about the success of real estate. Real estate. He is backed with 10 years of experience in brokerage, financing, apartment syndication, and property management. And he wants people to understand that real estate is the vehicle to long-term wealth. His mission now is to connect uh, learners with the right influences and authorities to help them succeed, and helping others have an abundant mindset, creating more wealth, and empowering them to do more in the world. I'm really pumped and excited to have him on the show today to share his incredible story and his background. But enough out of me, let's get out here. G'day, Omar, welcome to the show. How you doing today, mate? Hey, Reed. thanks for having me on, man. Mate, my pleasure. Now, before we dive into it, uh, let's give the context of how you and I first met because I was just on your mm-hmm. you know, online real estate summit, which was incredible. So you wanna give a little bit of a background on that and how the success has that been going? Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I had an idea to launch a, you know, a real estate summit uh, about a year ago. I wanted to connect the top influencers in real estate with real estate professionals, realtors, and people looking, you know, to get into real estate. Because back when I was 23, I actually got my broker's license, got into the industry, and you know, became a statistic. I flamed out, as 87% of all realtors do, right? because I didn't have the right tools, systems, or mentors. So essentially, I created this for my 23-year-old self and wanted to add massive value to the industry. So that was kind of the impetus for me to launch it, and I wanted to reach out to other influencers, such as yourself, to talk a little bit about investment property, and that's kind of how you know, we touch base. Awesome, man. Well, I know we've been in touch for a couple of years now here in the Los Angeles space. Uh, you, you, you reached out to me a little while ago, say, hey, do you want me to be on that... Uh, that incredible online uh, forum, which was awesome. I had a, a bunch of fun, uh, and I'm sure we can plug it into the show. But for all those listeners out there who have no idea who you are, do you want to rewind the clock and tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid? Yeah, man. So, so the way I made my first dollar as a kid was selling candy bars door to door, right? And, like most and, kids, right? Yeah, exactly. And like that's where you learn patience, you learn persistence, right? You knock door after door, and you know what? Somebody's going to actually buy your candy. Um, and that's why I made my first dollar. I actually, you know, I didn't make my first dollar doing that, but getting the reward as one of the top kids in the school to sell as much candy, I got a chance to stand in this money machine and be able to catch all these dollars everywhere. Uh, and so that's exactly how I got my first dollar. It wasn't selling it, but it was the reward for for placing one of the top. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, tell me about your background and how you got into you know, where you are today. Because in the introduction, I spoke about Uber. I spoke about peer space. Like, that's got nothing to do with real estate. But how, what, what's your background? How did you, you get into those uh, jobs? Yeah. You know, so um, after college, I got my broker's license in real estate. Uh, my parents were local developers in the area. So I've always had an affinity for it. Then I got into the financing part. And like I said, it kind of flamed out. Um, Luckily, I, I, I was building a software in-house with a friend of mine. It was a social recruiting software um, that you know, would allow you to plug into your LinkedIn account and see where your friends work and then send job referrals back and forth. Uh, we eventually sold that company back to the investor. But at the time, a buddy of mine was just launching Uber, uh, one of the first employees in LA, and said, hey, 
looks like you have a recruiting product here. You know, we're having a hard time recruiting black car drivers, you know, to, to join Uber. You know, do, do you want to help out somehow? So I was like, sure. So, so that's kind of like how I got introduced to Uber. Then, you know, since at Uber, I helped uh, or I was part of the team that helped them automate and scale their supply side uh, onboardings uh, and acquisitions. Uh, and that's where I learned a lot about processes and systems that scale because a lot of things we were doing in the LA office there uh, were applicable to every office uh, worldwide. So uh, that's kind of where I learned how, how to scale a business, scale a tech startup. Uh, and since then, I've been helping launch uh, marketplace startups and technology such as PeerSpace, Second Address, uh, advising other startups on how to scale their supply side acquisition efforts. Talk, talk to me about that because scale your supply side for a tech startup is not the average <laughs> sentence that comes out of someone's mouth. Um, what are, maybe break it down. What are, what are some of the, the, I don't know, the, the roadblocks that people face when they're trying to scale a software or tech, tech startup? Yeah. So the, the roadblocks around scaling, you know, a supply side of the business uh, is, you know, how do you do this automatically? How do you do this in every city? Uh, you know, there's only one of me, you know, how do you mm -hmm. replicate, you know, what I am doing? So, so what we did at Uber and at Pierce's is we, we would create these playbooks, uh, essentially, you know, um, what do they call it? SOP statement of processes yep. or standard operating procedures, right. Uh, of each, um, acquisition effort that, that we would have. So, so the way we would recruit black car drivers is we went to, you know, the black car companies first, right. Reached out to them, had, had a, uh, a value add, then we would bring them in we would interview them. We would do background checks. I would personally inspect their vehicles. And, and then it, give them interviews, then say, okay, you're good to go. Then administer, you know, the offboarding, administer them the phones, if they have any, you know, questions and then handle the customer support. And, and I was doing this all by myself, right? So, so this is not scalable, right? This, this, this process. So then how do we consolidate this or how do we use technology to scale it? So what we did was we created wireframes. We talked to the product team at Uber and built this you know, acquisition process into the app, where now Uber, you know, anybody who wants to join Uber can do a background test, can do an inspection that we partnered up with Jiffy Lube. So this goes back to you know, automating, delegating, eliminating, uh, and outsourcing, right, for, from the four-hour work week. So we implemented these, you know, this, this methodology uh, into you know, this process, and we automated the onboarding process. You know, that way, you know, the team in Boston, the team in Miami, the team in New York can, you know, use the same process. They don't need to interview black car drivers in person. They can just have the app do that. And, and, and what's the difference between a black car driver and just a, a regular Uber? Why, why was there a higher touch point or, or are, they, are they part of the same acquisition process that Uber went through? So, so back then in 2012, it was just Uber Black, right? There was no ah. such thing as Uber X. Uh, Lyft was barely starting off. And this was like, you know, your private black car driver, right? Mm -hmm. so, so we had higher standards for that level of service, right? We wanted to give customers a black car experience. So we wanted to interview them. We wanted to make sure that they, they would treat the customer right, you know? But then at, during that time, we, we launched UberX is where we introduced this, this automated onboarding process. It didn't need to be, you know, as high touch because then we would let the system filter out the bad drivers. You know, with the ratings, if you get a four rating or, or whatever, you know, we, we, we would send, 
each of the drivers a, a text message saying, hey, you know, you've been getting, you know, low reviews. It looks like you're taking the wrong GPS route. You know, how about, you know, downloading ways to help you out at that time? Got it, got it. Like and that. talk to me about the, um, the brand recognition because part of any onboarding process or attracting a service-based business that you're trying to outsource this to people who are driving the black cars, they'd have to have some familiar, familiarity with Uber. Was it still a, an education process going through like, hey, Mr. Black Car Driver or Black Car Driver Operators, we are Uber. This is what we do back in 2012. Yeah, we had to give them a, you know, a presentation pitching them like, hey, this is Uber. It's all done from your smartphone. You know, people request a car, you get dispersed a phone, you know, uh, a ring will go off when a driver wants to be picked up. You know, you will just follow the GPS, pick them up. It's cashless. Yes, you did have to introduce them to this new concept. And once, you know, drivers started to hear about it and how much money was actually being made from it, it spread like wildfire, right? So, so then referrals became a huge thing. Um, you know, back then. And, and now, now shifting that, because that, that's all well and good, because I think it's, that's important to not just skip over that. Brand recognition and, and, and the pitch and the, the education to onboard new people is so important. So take Uber, which is now a Google word, probably Google word, you now applying it to Peerspace. And for those people who don't know what Peerspace is, it's the Airbnb for what, commer what do you want to say, commercial boardrooms, meeting rooms and stuff like that. Is that, is that, is that a good, good uh, summary? Yeah, we say it's the Airbnb for creative space. Creative and, space, yep. And that, and that includes uh, office space, uh, production space, um, you know, entertainment venues. It, it could be anything that you want. So, so we have residences on there. Uh, people do music videos. I actually had a, a French Montana music video done at my parents' house. <laughs> so super interesting awesome. platform, yeah. But, but then for, for that one, it's a little bit different, right? Because you're trying to find the spaces. And, you know, okay, black car driver. Got it. There's black car services out there. It's pretty easy to go from point, like who you need to go to to get, at least to get the conversation going. Uh, owners of buildings, on the other hand, who may, you may know, you may never know that they actually have a cool space on the inside that they want to rent out. How did you go about finding those clientele in order to, to, to put it on the platform? Yeah. So, so my job is all about acquisitions, finding the supply, right? So find the supply that already exists, right? Like why go out and try to educate people when there might be other platforms? Like you can go on Craigslist with people who have like advertised in their production studios. We would look on Yelp if there's production studios, event venues, and then we would target these guys first. And of course I created a process to then, you know, get all of these leads, figure out the sales process and then scale it nationwide. Interesting. No, that's it's very smart to, to use existing. I think that's probably going to be the the, the soundbite for today. Find the supply that already exists and using other platforms like Craigslist or other mediums where people are already advertising to say, "Hey, have you heard about this thing over here called X Y Z? You can use it to make more money, and we've got a wider audience and, and all that sort of stuff." So you were just on the acquisition of the the space. Was there any difference of then trying to market it to people who want to use that space in terms of being a market share or, or, or people, you know, enough butts and seats to look at and want to actually, you know, hire spaces to shoot videos and shoot, you know, have these cool uh, meetings and, and host conferences and stuff like that? Yeah. So, so the first thing about any marketplace startup is, right, like you need to get the supply first. Just like mm -hmm. with Uber, you get the black car drivers. With Peer Space, we, we would get this production space or event space. Once you have the supply, then you can actually put it online where it's easily identifiable. It's, it's very transparent in terms of like what you're getting, how you're getting it. 
uh, and you put it on the website. And then obviously you raise a ton of money to go ahead and pump into Google ads, Facebook ads, you know, content marketing, whatever it is to then attract those eyeballs to your website to see the supply. Right. Right. And then to, to get it, to get word of mouth to become a household name, which is a whole topic in itself. And we're going to go very 30,000 level right now, <laughs> but, but that's such an interesting, um, you know, experience and background. Cause I know when we first met, I think you were still doing that or we were in the process of doing that and you became very good at that system orientated processes, the, you know, the standard operating procedures. So how have you taken those skill sets into now the real estate world to educate the masses about what you're trying to do now and maybe give a bit of background on what you're trying to do now? Yeah. So, you know, I'm all about, you know, thinking in systems, thinking in processes that can scale now. Right. And, and when I was younger, I didn't think like this. And, you know, I feel like a lot of realtors, a lot of young entrepreneurs who haven't worked in a high growth startup or, or a super corporate environment really don't learn this. And I think it's what hinders them from their success because they could be chasing all sorts of ways and systems and like they might not know a certain way of doing it. Like why reinvent the wheel is what new entrepreneurs are doing. So like I said, that was my impetus for creating such, you know, a summit, a, a marketplace, a community for, for young realtors, real estate professionals to really understand the best systems tools out there. That's, that's why I brought you on. I wanted you to explain to people like what is a cap rate, how to invest, you know, like what to look for when you invest into a four unit deal or a five unit deal. Like what is your system for doing that? And then just do that, right? Like no need to create your own, no need to look anywhere else. This is it, right? right? So I wanted to consolidate this information that it took you years to learn and put it all in one central place for people to go ahead and learn. Got it. And that, and that is what you're trying to create right now. So what is the, are you just creating education platforms now? Are you trying to, uh, I know on the summit itself was more geared toward realtors uh, rather than real estate investors. So maybe talk to me a little bit about why it was that rather than the masses of the average John Blow who might have a W2 job who want to invest in real estate and get started. Yeah, you know, I really wanted to focus on a niche, right? And if I'm like, hey, if I want to service everybody, then I wouldn't know where to begin. So this first one, I'm like, hey, let me really service the realtor industry or for people looking to, to learn about real estate, right? Like later I might do something around real estate investment, right? Because a lot of brokers want to understand how to get into the investment side, whether it's for their clients or just even for themselves or, or find a group like my group or, or your group to like invest with, right? Like, like how, how do they learn how to do this? What to look for? What are the pitfalls? You know, who, who are these people exactly? So that, that was my first foray into it to service realtors. And, and I'm going to continue to do that. But then that's the niche that I'm going to then expand from there to get into then investment. And that's my, that's my next, you know, path. So you're sort of laying the foundations in order to build those blocks on top of that to get people to, you know, to become investors or to become, um, well, essentially become investors, right? To fund more acquisitions of, of potential future deals, right? Exactly. Right. And so how did that then... What is the importance of creating your, your wireframes? You, you, you may use the word before wireframes or this platform or this, this foundation in order to have a future-proof business. Because if you're leading with the education piece, you're building those systems and um, standard operating procedures, how important is that to any business to be um, recession-proof or future-proof and, and that you can then step away and let the beast run by itself? Yeah, so um, I don't know if you're familiar with Gary Vee, but yep. he's just all about adding value. Same with Tony Robbins. It's like add more value to the marketplace than anyone can and you win, right? 
So now I'm in the sense of like, hey, let me just add as much value to this industry as I can from the knowledge that I have. Let the community build. Let me just provide value and then things will just magically happen such. Awesome, awesome. And, and so does that, do you think that is super important for any business startup to have that and, and, and have that element of the business in order to educate about what the business does? Because that will then break down questions. People can understand what you are. Like you talk, you think about Uber back in the day, this revolutionary, you know, revolutionized the way in which we use transportation. Imagine pitching that at the beginning. Everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? Wireless cash on a phone. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's that, it's that education piece. And the same thing that you're doing right now with your realtors, it's creating a space that people are already in the space of real estate. This might not necessarily be investors, but you're using their, a plat, creating a platform for knowledge for them to go out and then maybe talk to other people and, and spread the word of what Umar is doing. It, 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 it's so important, right? I can't, I don't know if people can understand how important it is to create those platforms in order to have a successful long-term business, right? Yeah, it, it, it's immense, right? Because you, you're essentially, when you create a platform, you create a community. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of the realtors that had signed up are, are, are pretty new or, or they were stuck somewhere, right? So, so from the knowledge, and I've gotten a lot of feedback from it already, like, People are already starting to implement some of the tactics and systems that have been introduced. And, and these things don't happen overnight, right? So I want to stay with them through this journey of them being successful. They get like, oh, wow, like I'm making a lot of money. And then eventually, all right, now what do I do with this money? What, what vehicle and investment should I put into? I should put into stocks? Sure. But I should also put into real estate. What is, you know, how should I invest into real estate? And, and so that's why, that's where like conversations with me and yourself and, and other experts you know, within this platform will then help them make the right decisions, whether it's to fix and flip, get into apartment building, syndicate, broker, whatever it is, right? I'm interrupting this episode to remind you guys about the Syndicator Incubator Mastermind Group. If you want to take your investing career to the next level and surround yourself with the best in the business, then apply today. Spots are filling up fast. I'm only taking a handful of people for the next round, so get your application by emailing me at info, I-N-F-O, at reedgoosens.com. Remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack. Now, back into the show. You struck me as a guy that has a really awesome mindset. How, how has that developed over time? Because you've got these system backgrounds clearly in the weeds, right? Anything to do with systems, you have to understand the business inside and out in order to go away and problem solve and say, boom, there's the system and that's what we're going to go create. So how do you combine the two, being this sort of thought leader and, and an entrepreneurial, you know, groundbreaking guy with an awesome mindset and also the other side of your brain that's probably you know, really into the weeds and getting bogged down because not having that, that combination can be kind of difficult, right? Yeah. You know, and that didn't happen overnight, right? Like, like I had to fail a lot, right? And I say fail as, as in quotes, because each failure is actually a lesson, right? You, you can't look at it as, oh, it's a failure. I don't ever want to look at it again. No, what did it teach you? Right. And each failure that I would have would teach me a lesson. I'm like, wow. So instead of saying like, you know, why did that failure happen to me? I say, what did that failure teach me? So I don't make the same mistake again. Like I'm totally cool with making new mistakes, but as long as I'm not making the same mistake, you know, I have progress. And that progress is happiness, right? Whatever it may be in your business, you know, in your life, in your relationships, you just want progress. You don't want to stay stagnant, right? Because if you're not growing, you're dying, right? There's no in between. Like you're not, you don't just stay the same age at the same second. Like, like you, you are growing, you are aging 
or, or you are dying, right? So, so I have this mentality around the world where I am constantly growing. I'm constantly learning. Life is happening for me and I take everything in stride. Awesome. Awesome. I think that's so important because in today's world where we do have a lot of people and Gary Vee, I'm a follower of, there's a lot of people out on, out, out online making a ton of noise and with all the noise, how do you not get caught up in it and get caught up in the idea of being successful, in the idea of being a hustler, in the idea of creating a business you know you there comes a point where you've got to sort of shut all that out and just say hey i'm going to go create it i know how to create it and i don't need anything special or you know you know i don't need to create these widgets or i don't need things to support me or all this stuff i just need to go out and sometimes do because that's what we can sometimes all get caught up in is, is the oh someone else is doing this over there and i'm gonna to have to go over there and i've got to try and be like them like no no stick to your lane understand what you're good at back yourself and then just go off and execute and, and, and to your point, you're going to fail at some point along the way. There are going to be lessons. You're going to learn from that and you're going to continue to grow. So I think there's a little bit of this dichotomy that people are, get stuck not actually doing anything rather than tweeting and freaking hashtagging and, and not actually going out and executing and, and producing awesome content like yourself. Yeah, just consistent, persistent action. Consistent, persistent, massive action. It's just as simple as that every day, every day, every day. You talk about the learn skill of what I was saying before about the two brains, two sides of the brain, one being a very you know, mindset, forward thinking, go out there, take action, very empowering. You, you have a lot of great energy. I can feel it right now through just the, the, the virtualness of, of Zoom. But to someone who's sitting and listening to this who doesn't have that, what advice do you have for them? Well... Because you said it was learned, right? right? You, you, you yeah. said it was learned. It, did, it didn't just happen overnight. You didn't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to go crush this world. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, it, it would be find a mentor and learn, right? Like, and if you don't have mentors around you, the greatest mentors are books, right? Like I have like the book right here, like Think and Grow Rich with me right now. I have the book Power of Now, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Learn from these mentors. If you don't have a specific mentor that's that's around you, like that's why you're listening to the show. You know, you're possibly to myself. Read we're potential mentors for you for free, right? Seek out the people who have already done what you have done, and you will succeed with continuous, persistent action. Right, and I love that. I think it's super important that people keep seeking. Back to that, you, you stop growing, you're dying. Uh, I have one that you, if you stop learning, you're also dying. You're not growing, right? You've got to continue to learn and, and ego, and we're getting to some, some really deep things. But ego can sometimes stop us from doing that, thinking we know it all, and I don't need to learn that, or I don't need to read that book because I know it all. And that's when ego gets in the way, and you can't get out of your own way in order to grow as a person, as a business, and I think that's super important. Uh, what mentors have you had in your life that have helped you got to where you are today? Yeah, so it's Tony Robbins has actually been a huge mentor. I, I've gone to countless seminars of his uh and he brings in like amazing guests as well from all walks of life so if anybody that hasn't ever gone to you know a upw or a date with destiny go you will meet amazing people from technology to real estate to e-commerce to doctors lawyers all looking to improve um you know that that's been a, a huge um you know shift in my life like going to those conferences and actually meeting the people that are like reading the same books as i am Right? right. And then from there, like, like realizing the power of, of a conference, you know, gave me the idea like, Hey, what if I can bring this to, you know, somebody in Africa, somebody, in, somebody in Australia, like, like with my conference that I held, I, I think I had maybe like 
20 countries, like people from 20 wow. countries, almost every state uh, in the United States attend, right? Like I would not be able to do this if I had a conference, you know, in Los Angeles where we live, right? I wouldn't be able to get, you know, thousands of people to attend. So it was really opening up, you know, access to information and mentors um, that, that I was, you know, blessed enough to go to, you know, during this conference. And I'm like, Hey, let's, let's do an online version of this. And, um, and now I'm helping other, other people and companies, you know, you know, doing something similar. That's awesome. And in, in, the, in the same sense, you've also created um, credibility for yourself, right? Like you're the creator behind all of this. You might not necessarily have 50 years or 30 years worth of experience, but by bringing all these masters together and providing a platform of learning, you, you as an individual, as your business, as a, as a thought leader will ultimately grow, right? Because you are rubbing shoulders with the best in the biz. So um, awesome stuff. Um, mate, what advice can you give to people who are listening to this show, who, who, who want to get, get started, get out of their own way, mindset, anything? What, what are sort of the top two or three pieces of advice besides the mentorship that they need to do on a daily habit or daily practice to, 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 uh, to keep track on towards their yeah. goals? Well, you know, it's super simple. It's like define your goal. What is your goal? and then believe you can go ahead and achieve it, right? And then feel it, you know, like repeat it to yourself. Like, hey, like, let's say next year you want to, you know, earn a million dollars by acquiring, uh, you know, multifamily asset. Well, believe that you can do it first, right? So like I am uh, able to, you know, acquire, you know, a million dollars worth, you know, multifamily assets by 2020, like December, 2020, and then feel it in your bones and keep saying it to yourself. Because trust me, if you say something like a hundred times or a thousand times, guess what? You're going to believe that shit, right? And, and so it's, it's rewiring the neural pathways in your brain to, to you know, help you actually see it and, and feel it and come into reality around it, right? That's, that's from Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. If anybody's not read that book, read it. You learn it. And then almost every conference guru, trainer will you know, you know, bring things or, or, or take things from that book where then you can apply and use into your life. I think it's really, really important that that setting the right goal and doing consistent action every single day, and it might only be small steps, and that's what people struggle with, right, is those small steps that they don't think they're tracking forward, but you are tracking forward. You just know that those small actionable steps each and every day consistently done over time will get you to your goal, whatever that might be, and then also believing that you can do that. And you know, there's going to be tough times, and you know, you're going to doubt yourself and all that sort of stuff, but keep going. Don't give up. Um, mate, what does the future hold for you now with what you're creating and where, where does this, where's this conference and platform going um, in the next five to 10 years? Yeah. So, um, so the conference is called Realtors Mastery Summit, but I got in trouble with the Realtors Association, so I can't call it Realtors Mastery Summit anymore. So it's called the Real Estate Agent Mastery Summit. It's a long name, but, uh, but we have the summit. We'll be launching more micro niche summits uh, around maybe possibly investing, branding, fix and flipping, whatever it may be. Like I'm, I'm still getting uh, feedback from my audience in terms of like, what do they want to learn about? And, um, you know, bring these experts, you know, together, share, you know, have them share their best knowledge, their information uh, with their community. Uh, and then continue to kind of just build from there and just try to add massive value. Awesome. Awesome stuff. I think it's going to, I'm excited to see what it grows into and hopefully can help you in any way uh, you want in terms of the investing space. But um, 
But tell me one other thing, on the personal side, I remember we spoke a couple of weeks ago, you were using co-living space to travel around the world. Are you still doing that? Yes, I am. Yeah, I live uh, 100% exclusively in co-living. Um, huh. there, there's many companies like Outsight or Common uh, that you know, are around the world where um, you know, I'm, I'm currently bi-coastal right now. I travel between LA and New York, um, but I'll be in Bali for a month. I might be in South Africa. Um, so with this life, it allows me to kind of, you know, live as if I was like retired, right? Like people think that they can travel to islands and do this once they're retired. Like, guess what? You can do this now with mm -hmm. co-living. It's, it's, it's going to be the way people live in the future. Just to give a, a, it's a whole episode that we can do on itself, but just give a quick snapshot into what it is. Quickly explain to the people what co-living is and how it works. Yeah, so people heard of uh, co-working, right? Like we work or industrious or regis. Co-living is a, a co-working environment where there's also living space, right? So you can live and work out of this place with other entrepreneurs in real estate and tech, e-commerce, whatever it is. You can brainstorm, you can share ideas. You know, people are living this, this digital nomad life with you. You can share, you know, uh, best you know, your, your top restaurants from Bali to, to LA to New York, whatever it is, right? You're, you're building this community of, of other fellow entrepreneurs. And if anybody hasn't stayed in one, if they're traveling to any city, highly look into it. Because once again, you'll meet this cool like community of people uh, that, are, that think differently. Um, is, is it like a glorified hostel? <laughs> I would call it more like a, a grown-ups version or like an entrepreneur's version right. of a hostel. Right, um, right. where you get your own room and everything is like nice and clean. The cleaners come um, quite often and it's in like really nice uh, parts of uh, parts of the city. Uh, and, it's, and it's not the cheapest option. It's kind of like furnished housing. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, but the community you have, the workspace, it's, uh, it's fantastic. So definitely look and, into and it. You buy into a membership, right? And then you can then Hey, I'm in, I'm in LA for a month and then next month I'm off to uh, New York and someone else will take that spot in LA, correct? Exactly. You pay for a yearly membership fee where you get discounted rates. Uh, you have you know, flexible cancellation. So if you want to stay in a city longer, you can. Um, so it's definitely Pretty interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. I think it's a cool, I'm going to have to do an episode on that space because yeah. it, is, it is a very cool space to be getting into. And particularly as people like yourself don't want to have be tied down or don't want to have to, you know, the cost of living is getting too much, but they still want the freedom. Um, it's a great way of like, well, I've, got, I've got a lease, a 12 month lease. I can't get out of it. I want to go, you know, over here for a month. I want to go to Bali for a month. I want to go to South Africa for a month. You know, how do they, how do they keep traveling around the world without not having that noose around their neck that or like a lease or, or renting out their house that they own or their apartment that they own? Very, very cool stuff. Hey, mate, uh, we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, you ready to get into the top five investing tips? Let's do it. Mate, what is the daily habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals? Meditation. 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 Then writing after that. Writing what? my goals. Writing your goals. Oh, love it. Do you, yep. Are you a big meditator? Like, how long do you meditate for? Five, 10 minutes? 20 minutes every Three. day for the past yep. three or four years. After that, awesome. I write my top three tasks, top three things that I'm grateful for. Right. That's it. For those, for those people who are listening and who are avid listeners of this show, I think meditation is the number one thing that people do. So hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Get into it. Uh, who is the most influential person in your career to date? In, the most influential person in my career is probably my brother. He mm -hmm. uh, works for one of the top hedge funds in the world. 
uh, Tiger Global Capital. He's one of the smartest mm. people that I know. Gives me the right advice almost 99% of the time. So Is he's that kind Tiger of like, 21? Is it Tiger 21? No, it's, I believe it's called Tiger Global. Like th there's a lot of Tiger funds oh, out it, there, right? So, so he's part of one, one of the funds. Got it, got it, awesome stuff. Uh, in one sentence, also I should say, what is the most influential tool in your business? Now, when I say tool, it could be a software or it could be a hardware related tool that you use day in, day out to help you be successful. It is probably, it's probably like it's an easy copy, it, Notion. Hmm. What's Notion? Yeah, know. Notion is a, it's kind of like um, a task management tool mixed with like Evernote, Got right? It. I, um, you, you can manage your entire business, your company, your upcoming projects, your calendars. You can tag people in it. You can do everything from Notion. Awesome. Awesome. I'll have to check it out. I don't use Notion. Yeah. I use Slack. Um, but yeah, whatever, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah. uh, in one sentence, what is the biggest failure you have you know, you've had in your career and what did you learn from that failure? Biggest failure was when I launched a startup called Bounty Me that eventually I sold to an investor, but we sold it at a far, you know, a huge discount, right? We, we had Uber as a client, we had Cisco as a client. And what we did was we just started building out too much of the product versus focusing on what the customer wanted, right? So, so that taught me to focus on who my ideal customer is and then give them an offer they can't refuse, mm -hmm. right? I don't know if you've heard of the, the Zappos story with Tony Shea, yep. where um, you know, he, he, he wasn't the CEO of Zappos, found that they were struggling, came in, found out that the ideal customer for Zappos was you know, a 40-year-old woman, yeah. right? And that's when he's like, that's when he introduced like, hey, like you can return this at no cost. And that completely changed the, uh, the game for him and he eventually sold to Amazon for a billion dollars. Uh, it, it's, so, it's, so you're, you're always saying your biggest failure was not understanding how much you're worth or how much the company's worth. Is that, was that right? Uh, it's, it's by not focusing on the customer and, and getting sales from the customer versus right. focusing too much on loving your own product. Mm, got, it, got it. So customer first and what, what their wants and needs are rather than what your perception of what they think they need, right? Exactly. Awesome. Well, mate, I want to thank you for coming on the show. If one final question is, where can people reach you to continue the conversation? They want to be in your sphere. They want to understand a little bit more about anything from co-living to your real estate uh, investing mastery summary summer, summit uh, and, and what you're trying to build in the next uh, five to 10 years. Yeah, so the easiest way is um, just Google me, Umer Kabani. You can reach me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also find me on realestateagentmasterysummit.com. I know that is a handful. Um, there's also youkabani at gmail.com. That's my personal email. I look at every single email that is sent to me. Awesome, awesome. And we'll have all those links uh, up on the show notes. Well, Umar, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Some of the things that I took away from today's show was I think the first one is finding the supply that already exists in order to build your business in terms of income, whether it be from uh, outward facing product, you know, from, from client acquisition point of view, or from uh, a supply point of view to help you get the business up and running. I think it's really, really important on those lessons early on in Uber and Peerspace using basic stuff like you know black car services and um, uh, craigslist.com where people are already active on platforms and then dragging them to a new platform is really really important the second thing is understanding your um, standard operating procedures and trying to identify what they are early on and then trying to carve out the time to, to sit down and think about them right because not a lot of entrepreneurs 
are out there hustle, 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 blah, 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 like a million miles an hour, and they don't take the, the time to stop, set up the systems in order to create an asset for the business to then go on and, and, and keep growing because you're just too busy in the day-to-day putting out fires. So I think those two are the biggest things that um, that, that would take away from this conversation. Um, did, did I leave anything out? No, I think you covered it, man. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much again. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch up soon. Awesome, Reed. Take care. Well, there you have another cracking episode jam-packed with some incredible advice from Umar. If you do want to check out anything that he is up to, please head over to his website. And remember, all the links from today's show will be up on my website at readgoosters.com. I want to thank you all again for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your real estate IQ because that is what we're all about here on this show. And we're going to do it all again next week. So be bold, be brave, and remember, go give life a crack.